What's up, guys? Skywalker Mike here, coming at you with another quick dive. Um, it's been a while since the last one that I did. Uh, the last one that I did was The Mandalorian. I hope you guys enjoyed that. If you haven't heard it, go hear that. It's on Spotify, Apple Music, most streaming platforms. Um, but anyways, let's get into this next episode. Um, it's on a show that's an HBO original, uh, original story by Stephen King. The story is the, the story. The show is called The Outsider. Um, it's very eerie, very mysterious show. You know, I kind of got dragged into it, um, not by the book, but by seeing like ads here and there. It kind of interested me. It kind of seemed like a detective show. You know, I didn't think it was going to take a, a supernatural turn, but it ended up doing that. And it pretty much made me like the show that much more. Um, executive produced by Jason Bateman and and others. Um, not not a lot of names that I can name off the top of my head, but one of the more um, known names is Jason Bateman. He does another show that I like a lot on uh, Netflix called Ozarks. If you haven't watched that, go watch that. Um, hopefully, eventually, <laughs> I do um, some episodes on Ozark. That would be really cool. Maybe get some guests and to talk about that a little bit more. But uh, let's get into the show. Let's do some main characters. Some of the main characters is Jason Bateman himself uh, playing Terry Maitland. Uh, ben Mendelsohn playing Detective Ralph Anderson. Mark Menchaca, Jack Hopkins, the sniper. Cynthia Ervio, Holly Gibney, the private detective. And Patty Constein, the bartender. Uh, Claude Bolton, who is who, uh, who becomes a, a main character later on down the line in the show. But it's still very, very important to know who he is. But pretty much the way this show starts, um, it starts on an investigation that uh, on a kid that was murdered in the forest. You know, he was mauled. It looks like he was mauled by an animal. But later they find out it was by a human. Um, a very eerie, very weird way to sh start the show, you know, like. Um, kind of sounds weird, but that's kind of what dragged me into this, the gore of it. I thought, wow, if, if they kind of show this, this has to be an interesting show. Like, it can't, it can't get any, like, you know, it can't get boring, you know? Like, it has to be interesting if they're showing this level of, of gruesomeness, of, of gore. And, and it, it does, you know, along the way it gets, it gets pretty graphic, you know, with later on families killing each other or... You know, I'll get to that in a little bit. But um, the investigation starts. Um, Ralph Anderson is introduced. He comes into play. He's investigating the, the murder. And kind of to, to let you know a little bit on Ralph Anderson, he seems a little off. You know, like, you know, he just kind of something's not something's wrong with him. But, you know, he's gone through some things and he's just kind of living day to day now. Just just doing just doing his job and being a detective. And in this one, he, I think he kind of hits home a little bit because he, like I said, he has gone through some things. So he's lost a child in his life. So to investigate this, it kind of, it kind of strikes him right in the heart and he kind of wants to get down to the bottom of it. You know, no questions asked. Like once he finds the murder, like you're done. That's it. So following that, um, eventually a witness comes forward and, and kind of puts Terry Maitland, uh, Jason Bateman's character at the center of it all of being the murderer of this child 
um, later on, um, pretty much, uh, Ralph Anderson goes to handcuff Terry Maitland because he really believes he's the murderer of this. Um, but that's when things turn, you know, like there's evidence that puts Terry Maitland at the scene of the crime. There's countless witnesses that put him in the town the day that it happened, regardless of him saying that he wasn't in town and that he was on a teacher conference. So, uh, later on down the line, pretty much they, they're trying to pin Terry, but Terry knows that he's not the one, but you know, Ralph doesn't care. He's like, you're the one we already put you at the scene of the crime. So at this point, it seems like they kind of figured out who the murderer is. And you're like, well, this is the first episode. There's 10, there's nine episodes left. You know, this can't be it. There has to be something deeper to it. And, um, yeah, there is a lot deeper to it. You know, uh, eventually they find more evidence that Terry wasn't in town and that he was in town at the same time, pretty much finding out that either there's something going on where he faked, um, the evidence of him being out of town or that there's something deeper at play, but nobody wants to believe it because all they believe in is true facts. You know, there's nothing supernatural, that's on their radar at this point. So they kind of just want to pin it all on Terry. Later on, Terry um, ends up being killed by the the little kid who was murdered, his brother. Uh, Terry Maitland is being taken to, uh, I believe it's City Hall for, or or the, the courts. And um, during the... You know, um, Terry Maitland being escorted into the courthouse. Somebody comes forward and pulls a gun and kills Terry Maitland. And in in that happening, the person who pulled the gun also gets killed by Ralph Anderson. A uh, little after they find out the killer was the boy's brother. And uh, Ralph Anderson just killed him. And now Terry Maitland is now dead too. So it's kind of like, wow, we found out who the murderer is. But now he's dead. You know, and now they're kind of like at a wall. They can't prove that he's he was a the murderer. They can't disprove it. But pretty much at that moment, Ralph figures, you know, what? there's something deeper than this. And I have to clear Terry's name. So um, later on, the the police force end up putting Ralph Anderson on leave and he can't no longer he can no longer be a detective. He could from the sick of his own home, uh, but he can't carry a gun, he can't, you know, interview witnesses, he can't do all all that he really wanted to do to, to, to prove that Terry Maitland wasn't the one who did this. So they end up hiring um, a private eye, Holly Gibney, a really cool, um, obscure character, you know, like, I didn't really... Like, at first I was like, okay, they got a private, a regular private detective, like, I was like, okay, whatever, she might help, but she's kind of, she has her own methods, um, like I said, very obscure ways to get, uh, the, the info that she needs, um, they, they kind of see that she's weird too, and that, you know, this might not work out, and might, but at the same time, this is the only, this is the only opportunity they have to figure out what's going on, so, along the way, Holly Gibney, um, goes to investigate and backtracks uh, Terry Maitland's footsteps to try to see where he was and 
and try to really pinpoint what what is going on along that line she discovers other situations that are similar to terry maitland's situation you know like people also being accused of doing something that they didn't do but also being at two places at once but those people can't disprove it a lot of the times those people end up you know just dying you know they, they either kill themselves because they can't handle it that they can't handle the scrutiny even though like they know they didn't do it so kind of just driving crazy or they just get put in prison you know uh, one of them uh, holly gibney ended up interviewing and she kind of led him led her to what the real um i guess villain or antagonist is um later on pretty much holly gibney finds out that there isn't a one person you know killing these kids and and becoming a doppelganger it's it's not a person it's a thing it's uh supposedly it's like mexican folklore uh it's it's a monster or a creature called el cuco which pretty much takes the dna of whoever they want and becomes them and feasts on children so they can keep living and yeah it goes on you know like at that point i was like wow like this pretty much just turned into a monster hunter show but it's also detective mystery all that stuff um but before we keep going with the the story of el cuco i kind of want to introduce or talk about another character that kind of has to do with el cuco it's uh jack hopkins um he is uh kind of like a beat cop you know he's just like a regular detective doesn't really like his job He's really good at hunting. He's really good with a sniper. I could get to that later. And um, pretty much he comes back into play off being vacation. He was on vacation, but he had to come back because Ralph Anderson was put on leave. So he's like, damn, well, there goes my vacation. He comes back. He's pretty angry about it all. Um, he's investigating um, a farm where they think Terry Maitland goes. And he goes by himself at night. So when he goes to do that, um, I guess jack hopkins encounters el cuco at the farm and from there el cuco kind of takes control of jack hopkins as his own puppet to do his doings to get him food to get him supplies you know to pretty much until he can finish transforming into his next um i guess human subject is what i would say um so that kind of uh, leads me to another one, uh, Claude Bolton's involvement. Um, so pretty much Claude Bolton is the bartender at a strip club. And um, at the time when Terry Maitland is alive, after the killing, Terry Maitland comes into the bar. Super weird. Like they, they're just confused. Like, hey, what are, what are you doing here? You're a teacher. Like, are you in the right place? And terry being weird is like yeah i just need to use the restroom and claude kind of just he's just confused he's like okay go ahead and i think he shakes his hand and eventually that's that's el cuco that's not actually terry maitland that's el cuco el cuco scratches claude and takes some of his dna claude doesn't notice he doesn't think anything of it um so pretty much the next transformation that el cuco is trying to take is claude bolton uh the bartender and um to you know to get his next you know subject which is um another kid that he's trying to get 
So in all that, pretty much Holly Gibney finds out, you know, what is going on, who El Cuco is, doesn't know where he is, doesn't know when they're going to, when he's going to strike next, doesn't know who he's going to turn into. Um, But then along the line, they find out that Jack Hopkins is acting a little weird, you know, Um, they pretty much like pinpoint him to Holly Gibney has evidence that she knows when somebody is being either controlled by El Cuco or is going to turn into El Cuco. Um, so when she finds out that Jack Hopkins is helping El Cuco, not at his own, like not at his own will, obviously she ends up telling, um, detective Ralph Anderson and his crew. And then they try to hunt down, um, Jack Hopkins, but it's already too late. He's disappeared. And, um, at this point, they just go back to the evidence and try to find out, well, you know, now we know El Cuco can transform by taking somebody else's DNA. So maybe we can see who Terry Maitland interacted with and maybe we can take a guess at who El Cuco is going to turn into. Um, so during all that, um, Claude Bolton is uh, the bartender at the strip club and he ends up wanting to leave town because he feels very paranoid. He feels like somebody's watching his every move. He can't sleep at night. He leaves town. He goes to live with his brother for a while and, and all that pretty much El Cuco is transforming into Claude Bolton with nobody knowing other than Jack, but Jack can't help it because he is not doing this at his own will. El Cuco is controlling him or he will kill him himself um so yeah like uh, the show just gets really crazy you know it's 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 a supernatural thriller uh detective story you know a lot of good characters are involved and like from from this point it gets it gets pretty crazy so jack hopkins goes to goes into hiding with El Cuco until El Cuco can finally turn into his final phase of Claude Bolton and finally go out to hunt for another kid. The crew kind of already finds out, well, I think the next person they're going to the next person El Cuco is turning into is going to be Claude Bolton. So, so after that, they go find Claude and they try to protect him in case something happens. They're pretty much his witness turns out the next day Claude Bolton El Cuco tries to kidnap a kid and everybody find everybody stops him and then the cops of that city come to get Claude Bolton but the cops from the the Ralph Anderson and his crew are already there pretty much like yeah he didn't do this we know he didn't do this you got to listen to us this is a supernatural thing that's going on and this is real you know so after that they um like Holly Gibney says that usually El Cuco stalks the grounds of where the family's um, remains are. So like a graveyard or anything, that's where El Cuco will be because he he thrives on sadness. So if he can like eat the sadness, he will get stronger, you know, so he, he kind of does that um, by being at the cemetery of the Boltons, but it's not a regular cemetery. Um, so a little story before we go on the Boltons, uh, family, uh, like most of them died in a cave, um, from looking from some children that went missing. Um, so the kids go missing 
in this cave they can't get out so the whole bolton family years 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 and years ago before uh this whole this whole terry maitland situation happens uh the kids end up dying in the cave and then the whole cave just collapses on the whole family and that's pretty much the cemetery of the boltons um so that's where el cuco is hiding out so they find out well that's where we have to go because that's where el cuco is ralph anderson Rahali gibney are um and several others of the crew go to um you know hopefully encounter el cuco and hopefully kill him when they get to that part it's pretty crazy what happens um they kind of pull up to these campgrounds where the cave is and jack hopkins is there already waiting for them on top of the hill with the sniper like i said earlier he's really good with a sniper um once they get there he just starts letting off shots trying to kill them uh pretty much right here everybody dies except for holly gibney uh claude bolton and um ralph anderson they end up you know uh stopping jack hopkins from shooting everybody else um pretty much el cuco kills jack hopkins by getting a rattlesnake and biting jack and jack surrenders and he goes down and and then Holly Gibney kills him because Jack killed her boyfriend in that whole debacle. Um, so it's pretty crazy. You know, El Cuco can do a lot. He, he can control somebody. He can control nature. He can pretty much kill you however he wants to, you know, without even laying a hand on you. Um, after that, Ralph Anderson and Holly Gibney go into the cave systems to encounter El Cuco. They see that it is Claude Bolton and are just, they're just shocked that they're seeing double, you know, that this is real, you know, because at first Ralph did not want to believe this. He is a believer of facts. He doesn't believe in story, like stories like this, like, like myths and legends, like no way there's a monster that's like duplicating into somebody that's already alive just to feed on children, you know, no way, but around this time he finally gives in he's like you know what this is real he sees that this is real he can't believe it he they end up killing el cuco and from there you know the story's over it's it, it kind of seems like you know oh wow that's it but if if you go back and see the show like it there's a lot of twists and turns you know i did leave out a lot Again, this is a quick dive. I just kind of want to give you like a quick summary of the show. You know, if you've seen it and you kind of wanted a quick recap. But yeah, like, El Cuco ends up dying, I think. Holly Gibney.